Sports, Ethos, Clipper Nation. How the heck are you? It's Matt Matawarn. That's at M-A-T-T-M-A-T-A-W-A-R-A-N on Twitter. And I'm your stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder for this evening. That's right. I'm solo. Our fearless leader, Brandon Marcus, could not be with us this evening, but I guarantee you, in fact, in fact, I guarantee gosh darn to you, he'll be back with us shortly. But for the time being, it's you and me, folks, and we're going to have a great time. Uh, I thought tonight or today, depending on when we're listening to this or in the past, in the present or the future, bookmark that in your mind. We talk about the last preseason game, the Clippers versus the Nuggets, in which we unfortunately fell short. But there's a lot to take away, and not so much from the play on on the court. Although that was interesting in its own in its own right. Getting Jokic in foul trouble, defensive rotations, one Norm Norman Powell, and I think that Norman Powell well, he wants to go where everybody's going to know his name, and I, that could be the sixth man of the year ballot. But is it? Or is it as the starting point guard of our Los Angeles Clippers? That, that's a mystery that will permeate until the start of the regular season next week. But there's a lot to get into. This is going to be a fantastic episode and will... We start now. Well, the answer is yes, of course. I, you know, maybe, maybe the worst segue. I almost, I almost hit the pause button. Let's re-record it. But you know what? Let's do it. Okay, we're back. I hope, I hope there was, I hope there was a delineation of the pause and the when I asked not to pause or posited not to pause. Posited posited so last wednesday because i know it's a little later now i'm recording this late on a thursday the clippers fell short to the denver nuggets um out in ontario california and it wasn't the greatest showing we can be honest it wasn't that great there was one standout and that's norm norman powell who had 34 points 11 of 14 from the field four of six bingos and eight of eight from the free throw line so he was awesome one thing that stands out about his line if you if you look at the box score at the plus minus he's a zero a z and that kind of goes to show that not so much went right (laughs) otherwise especially with the starting lineup everybody else a minus uh reggie jackson possible starting point guard we'll get to that later a minus four and that was that was the best. Uh, so, n- yeah, not not the greatest showing in the world. There were some highlights. Diabate threw it down like it was going out of style. I mean, boy, a couple of dunks from this young man really shook the building, shook me all night long, shook night. It was great. Uh, Zoo. Zoo had a couple of great rolls to the rim. Some throwdowns, great to see him active. Fantastic. Uh, at the end of the first half, I don't know if you guys saw this, little touch pass from Jay Press, from Jason Preston. 
to T-Man, to Terrence Mann in the corner. Nails the three at the buzzer. Uh, Bomber's going nuts. The hands are going in the air. The feet are kicking. The people behind him are taking videos. That part was great. What wasn't so great, other than besides the loss, which, you know, a loss in preseason is a loss in preseason is a loss in preseason. So be it. But our head coach, one Tai Lu, one Tyron Lu, not very pleased with the effort of our Clippers. And of course, of course, of course, a, a coach is not going to be happy with any loss preseason, um, playground, regular season. I mean, it doesn't really matter. A loss is a loss. That, that's how coaches are wired, and we know this. But some of the language that he used, uh, he, I believe he called he called the performance unprofessional. You don't like to hear that? Okay. Unprofessional. I got to pull back the curtain here a little bit, guys. I'm recording this from my office at, late at night. Management has left. The higher-ups, they gone. So it's really just me. So to, to, to say unprofessional is always bad, let's, let's not go that far. Let's not make absolutes about being unprofessional. Um, did I order some food to the office? No, but I should have. So I'm a little hungry. I'm famished, if I can be perfectly honest with you guys. But we're getting a little off track. Ty Lue called the team's performance unprofessional. We don't like to hear that, especially in a preseason game. And then what Ty Lue went on to say is even more interesting, where he said, that he no longer knows for sure, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he said, I no longer know for sure who the starting point guard is going to be. Now, we all thought, or at least I did, that Reggie Jackson, Arjax, heartbeat of the team, had the, had the starting point guard role on lock. And that, you know, Probably John Wall was nipping at his heels and giving given the situation and how the season progresses, but at least to start the season. But now Ty Lue is saying, I don't know. It could even be Norm! Norman Powell starting at point guard, which, which on the surface doesn't really make all that much sense. But if you think about it, we have Paul George who can bring up the ball, and he has many times, as we all know. Kawhi Leonard, Batum. I mean, wait, there, you can go on and on and on. T-Man, he's not going to start, but you know, you get what I'm saying. And and maybe this is coach speak, sort of light a fire under the guys. You know, oh, I don't know who's going to start at point guard, but we all know who's going to start at point guard, except that it's Ty Lu. And what I mean by that is in past playoff series, Ty Lu has sat guys for entire rounds. Entire rounds, just based on matchup, based on feel, just based on his coaching intuition, which is second to none. Not Kendrick none. N O N E, second to none. And so I'm not. I, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put past Ty Lue to do anything. He's probably maybe he's maybe like maybe he's just trying to motivate the guys. But he doesn't really mince words. So, 
I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, very interesting to see who ends up in the starting point guard role and 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 how it progresses over the season. I mean, of course, rotation is is one of our is one of our biggest questions as Clippers fans because some people may say we're too deep. People said that about the Grand Canyon, and it's still popular. So you go figure it out. I went there with my family in 1999. Great time. A lot of pictures. Love the Grand Canyon, and I love the Clippers. Can they be too deep? I'll let you guys decide. And so, to, 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 I guess to round out the preseason, because there's there wasn't so much to go with the game. Yes, Jokic got in foul trouble. That was awesome. He only played 16 minutes and had four fouls. So if we can do something like that. Zoo looked great bodying him up. You're not going to do much with the seven assists. Jokic is one of the greatest passers in the game. Big man, small man, middle man. I don't care who you are. The guy can dime. So there's not much to be done about that. And there's really not all that much to be said about the game. Except I do want to give a salute to my guy Xavier Moon who got cut. Love, 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 Xavier Moon. I mean, just what a great story. What a great guy. Uh, 27 years old, just a slightly bit younger than me <clears throat> at 27. But a wonderful story, and I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to end up on an NBA team. He just has to. He's awesome. I love that guy. But that's that's kind of all you can ask for in a preseason is, you know, you're we're 2 and 2. That's what it is. You can't really glean all that much from the preseason and you know, I'm I'm sure Ty Lue is going to tinker with the uh with the lineups. He's not really th- He's going to think back to preseason when he said we're unprofessional. It's it's like what crazy man Randy Quaid said to his family in Independence Day. He's got bigger fish to fry now. Believe you me. But like I said, you can't take too much away from the preseason. The regular season, we're going to see what happens. And you certainly, I mean, you certainly can't take anything from the postseason because we don't know what happened yet. But let's do it anyway. Because my friend Marshall, who was on a wonderful Clippers text thread with me, huge Clippers fan, great NBA mind, one of the most stylish guys I know. I think he does CrossFit. I don't know. He sent gym pictures to the thread before, which I thought was weird. But Marsh, more power to you. He sent us a uh, his list of the top 10 teams that he feels like are going to finish in the West at the end of the season. So that includes the, the playing guys. And I thought maybe we'd just go through his bracket in the summer of 2023 and see what happens. So this is the now first annual Marshall Future Western Conference Playoffs. So seated at number one is, surprise, surprise, our LA Clippers. Number two, the Golden State Warriors. Three, and Denver Nuggets. At four, the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's 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 bold. 
I don't think it's too bold because, gosh darn it, they're going to be good this year, and uh, they they certainly do have a chance to uh, to have a great regular, especially a great regular season. We'll see how they do in the playoffs because uh, we all know we all know Cat's deficiencies in the playoffs and and Gobert. Well, the Clippers essentially ended the Utah Jazz uh, when we ran Gobert off the court. At five, he has the New Orleans Pelicans. Marshall has the Grizzlies at six. So that's the top six. Clips, Dubs, Nugs, Wolves, Pels, Grizz. In the play-in, the Suns at seven. Bold. Bold again. Turmoil. The Mavs at eight. The Blazers at nine. And the Lakers at ten, which is, again, very possible with injuries, with the whole rust situation, um, with... Uh, what if Austin Reeves doesn't take the leap? What are we talking about? Come on, Reeves. Um, I'd rather have Christopher Reeves on my team, if I can be honest with you. So let's let's skip through the the plane, and I'm just going to tell you that the Mavs finished in the eighth seed, in, and the Lakers finished in the seventh seed. So, first round of the playoffs: Clips play the Mavs, Wolves play the Pels, Nugs play the Grizz, Dubs play the Lakers. Uh, obviously. The Warriors beat the Lakers easily. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't even know if they show up. Although, is Draymond on the Lakers at that time? We'll find out. the The Nuggets beat the Grizzlies, so that means that the Nuggets and the Warriors play in round two. And I, I wrote this down on a legal pad, and my handwriting. I can't even read my own handwriting. Uh, so, the, bear with me if you can. Um, Oh, and this is what I was talking about, by the way. Earlier, when I said, is it the past, the present, and the future? I set that up so that I could... I thought I was going to have the best segue, and I forgot to even pay that off. Okay. So let's let's travel back in time to the beginning of this podcast when I was talking about past, present, future. Keep that in mind. Let's travel back in time. So remember, folks, is it the past, the present, or the future? Keep that in mind. And now let's go... the way to the future to this Marshall playoff bracket. 4-5. Pels versus Wolves. The Wolves are going to win that one. It's a close battle because I think the Pels woo, they're going to be something to deal with. Clips Mavs. The one we've been waiting for. The 1-8 seed. And the Mavs, the only reason that they fall into the plane, I believe, is because they just, they don't have, they don't have depth. Right, I mean, it's 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 Luca. Tim Hardaway is coming back, and I love I love Timmy Hardaway Jr. They got Christian Wood coming off the bench apparently. Uh, Javale McGee, Kleber, DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, they have they have a lot of fourth, fifth, sixth guys, but it's Luca, and then a bunch of fourth, fifth, sixth guys. Which with Luca as great as he is, sure, but the Clips beat them 4-1. We give them one. So that means that the Clips and the Wolves are playing in round two. The Clippers will... Well, I won't keep you in too much suspense here. The Clippers beat the Wolves and make it to the Western Conference Finals. How about that, guys? A healthy Clippers, by the way, make it to the Western Conference Finals. And if I didn't say it before, the Nuggets upset the Warriors... And we have a rematch of Wednesday's preseason affair. 
in the Western Conference Finals. Now, this poses some problems because Jokic is a beast. Michael Porter Jr., if his back holds up, causes problems on the offensive end of the floor, he can be exploited on the defensive end of the floor. Jamal Murray, we all have nightmares about what he can do in a playoff series. Bones Highland, X Factor, Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Although he did have a pretty sweet putback dunk uh, on Wednesday's preseason game. So anyway, the Nuggets, the Nuggets do do pose a threat, but I do think when healthy, the Clippers, the Clippers, can overcome and not. I won't. I won't say easily. I won't say easily. I'm not delusional. Well, I'm not delusional, except that I'm living in a future uh, playoff bracket that my friend texted me. Other than that, I'm not delusional. But I do think the Clippers. I do think the Clippers are victorious in this scenario. Meaning in this made-up scenario, and I, you know, maybe they want, maybe, maybe they want to be make it this far. Reverse jinx, reverse jinx, reverse jinx, or jinx. No, reverse jinx. Yes. But let's say just in this Marshall scenario, and if they lose, we can all blame Marshall. I will. I'll tweet out all of his information should this happen. Again, I'm Matt Matawarren at M A T T. M-A-T-A-W-A-R-A-N at Twitter. Don't forget to follow me and tweet me your brackets. What do you think? What's going to happen? Is Marshall right? Does Marshall rule? Oh, that, that was terrible. I'm, I'm, I would edit it out, except I'm not going to. So Clippers now in this scenario are making it to the finals. And who are they playing? Will it be the Buckaroonies? Will it be the Celtaroonies? The Heateroonies? I don't think so, folks. I think it's the one, two, three, four, five Sixers. I think the Clippers are going to be playing the 76ers in the NBA Finals, and Kawhi Leonard is going to turn to his uncle, to his agent, to Mr. Ba Steve Ballmer, and be like, look, guys, I love New Balance. All right? New Balance is the sweetest. But I need a new, I need a new sponsor. And I think, <laughs> I got news for you. I think that that sponsor is Kleenex because I'm about to make Joel Embiid cry just one more time. Because the Clippers are victorious in six games over the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 76ers. And we have a parade now that's the question. No, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're living in the we're living in June of 2023 here. But that's how I see that particular playoff bracket coming to fruition. I I, I and I and I, and I think it's accurate. I think I think perhaps and I'm beside myself right now with 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 joy and, I, and I'm actually beside myself because I met a future self of mine when I traveled to the future and brought him back just so you know we can do like a say by the bell Zach Morris situation go on double dates uh, if, if, if one of us wants to go for an early lunch and the other guy sits at the computer and pretends who's working you know it's, it's sort of that deal but I'm also beside myself with joy that this is just a possibility 
right guys right sports ethos clippers nation this is a possibility for us and we as my chair creaks as my back creaks as i'm only slightly older than xavier moon this is a possibility for us this season and we shouldn't get bogged down in oh will we be healthy oh the past oh the clippers curse oh the jinx oh marshall's playoff thing totally jinxed us with the season upon us on the horizon let's let's embrace and enjoy just 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 the feeling we have right now the optimism the 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 this the perulation that we get to we get to just watch a game that our favorite team gets to play and we get to enjoy it with friends with family with ourselves with with our future selves sitting next to us whoever obviously i've lost my train of thought but i hope I hope that you can maybe finish my sentence for me because us us as Clippers fans tend to do that. We're a rare breed us Clipper Nation and that not not many people get where we're coming from. The years of turmoil. The years of hope. But that's that's all in the past and we've come back from the future to the present. And guys, I got to tell you, the present is beautiful. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sports Ethos, for having me on. Brandon, we cannot wait to have you back. Preview this season. Recap the whole deal. Folks, I love you. And have a great, great today. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.